0: Welcome, everyone, to our new series on uh, Ramban ala Torah, or more specifically, Ramban ala parasha. Um, You know, to give a shir and gush on the Ramban is, is as easy as it comes. Everybody loves the Ramban. Almost everybody knows the story of Rav Lichtenstein Zatzal. Talmidim asked him, if he went to a desert island and he could only take one sefer, what would he take? And he said, more or less, I'm quoting... If we didn't have the Morin of we'd be missing a Sefer. But if we didn't have the Ramban, how would we learn Chomish? And that was his Sefer, and that's his son's Sefer, and that was the Rav's Sefer. Uh, you know, we could speculate on why, but I'll, I'll, I'll just say this. When I read the parsha and I have a question, I open the Ramban. And I assume the Ramban will answer Why? If you have a question on a pasuk, Rashi answers the question on the pasuk. That's the limitation Rashi took when he wrote his parish. But the Ramban didn't write a parish on a pasuk. The Ramban wrote a parish on a story. The Ramban wrote a parish on a narrative. The Ramban wrote a parish on everything that you're reading. And so you have to find the right pasuk, but it's all there. So for those reasons and all and more, uh, I'm excited to, to, to start this series and to try to learn Ramban with you. Um... I assume most people don't have a Ramban in front of them, and so I will try to read in a way that makes the words clear to you. Chaim Salvation used to refer to it as a Kriya HaMi'ira'ata'inaim. I will try to do that. Okay? Shlach. Miraglim. We're just going to focus today on two or three, two or three Rambans on the Miraglim, you know, one of the central stories of, of our history. And what's interesting when you start with the Miraglim, when you look at Rashi, Rashi immediately starts telling you things that don't make any sense. Because Rashi knows, as the Ramban knew, that there are two narratives for the Miraglim. There's this week's Parsha, Ishachad, etc. And it goes on. That's our parsha. There's also the first parak of Devarim. Where the Torah has a different story. So even if you knew nothing, the question of, wait, whose idea was the Miraglim? Was it God's idea as presented in this week's Parsha? Or was it B'nai Yisrael's idea as presented in Dvarim and Moshe's recollection? Let's start looking at the Ramban together. Says the Ramban. It's the first Ramban on, on this week's Parsha. He quotes Rashi. You want to send? You could send. Why? Still Rashi. Rashi's already saying, I have to synthesize Parsha Shlach and Parsha Dvarim. So you came to me and asked me for Muraglim. Umo she'anim la'ach mishchina anmo she'ersta kodeshpocho amar ani omar tilahem shehitova she'ne amar alech meoni mitraim elartova ha'kodeshpocho said i already promised them a great land chayem she'ani noten lahem makom le'tolped varhamo aglim le'min lo yishua okay if you're so if you if you don't trust me i'm going to give you a chance to really fail that's Rashi's Peshat. And anybody who looks at it, on the one hand, it's Rashi. On the other hand, you say, but is that really what the pasuk says? Is that really what the pasuk means? You know, HaKadosh Baruch in this week's parsha tells Moshe to send Meraglim. Am I supposed to understand that while he said it, he didn't really mean it? The Ramban's bothered by all of this. And right away, the Ramban says, and I want to be middayic in these words, V'yesh kan lishol. I have an idea that You know, when the Ramban has a regular question, you you know I think when people in shul would ask the Ramban a question, so it says, V'yeish sho'alim, V'yeish li When the Ramban is right on the edge of saying something inappropriate or asking something inappropriate, V'yeish kan li not It's not my question. I'm just saying one could have the following question. What's the question? Im kain, Moshe atzmo chata Wait, if this is the case that the, the Moshe came to Baruch with a bad idea and Akkad, you know, isn't it Moshe's fault? Shenemar vayitav hadavar. Really, maybe the most amazing pusuk in the entire Torah. Just to point out the obvious. It's 38 and a half years later. Moshe Rabbeinu is recounting the single worst sin in the history of cholesterol. The reason they're still in the midbar 40 years later. This is Kedem, Kedem Raglim. And Moshe is so honest. He says, I got to tell you the truth. At the time, I thought it was a good idea. It just, we would never do that. We could never do that. Okay, leave that. If Moshe thought it was such a bad idea, why did he say to the meraglim, here's a list of questions I'd like you to answer. Is it a good land? Is it a bad land? Wait, God told Moshe, it's a wonderful land. Why would Moshe then send Meraglim to find out if God told him the truth? They just answered his questions. They live in... in in fortified cities or not? Va'al kalpanim panim hayud trichim la ma shezivatam umah pisham umachatatam chata kisham rulo efes ki'azah am ve'arim b'tzurod gidolot va'al v'chi'al menat she'ah idu lo sheke shalachotam. Says the Ramban Moshe Rabbeinu gave a checklist to the Miraglim. These are the things you should report on. Did he expect them to lie? They came back and they gave a report. What's such a terrible sin about that? And if it is such a terrible sin, isn't it Moshe's sin? Okay? Now, the Ramban continues. bidibad eretz bilvad. He says, okay, all these specific things that may have been the sin. Let's skip a few lines. Vihine Moshe Nehem, kidvarim Not only did Moshe ask these questions, Moshe Rabbeinu himself said these things later on. Says the Ramban, we we miss this often. Moshe Rabbeinu warned us about the land of Israel in a way that was more striking and more scary than anything the Meraglim said. Here's the pasuk. Shema Yisrael, Atah over hayom et hayardein Lavo la Goyim gidolim va'atzumim Mekah Arim gidolohu v'tzurot Va'ashamayim Am gadol varam B'nei anakim Asher atah yadata Va'ata shamata Mi yit yatzev Lepnei b'nei anak If I was there, I'd be scared by that. Who could stand up to these people? V'im haya pesha ha'mraglim V'chatatam b'zeh Lama, if this was the sin that the meraglim scared the people, if the sin was they said bad things about Israel, why would Moshe Rabbeinu forty years later do exactly the same thing? Second question. It's a long Ramban, but we'll get through it. The basic question: Why would Moshe do it? Im Tova veha'am rafa tov. If it's a great land and the people are weak, that's fantastic. But if it's a bad land, chazak, or the people are strong, Like what was the alternative? There are two million people sitting in the midbar. Moshe Rabbeinu was telling him to check out the land. For what purpose? Where else are they going to go if there was a problem with the land? Says the Ramban. Here's the answer. Aval yishuv ha'inyan Ki Israel Amru Kidar Baerts Nachriya she'sholchim lifnehem Anashim Hadrachim Umuvohe Klal Yisrael did want Miraglim to go, but they wanted real Miraglim, you know, 22-year-old guys from the Mossad or something who could slip in and, and give a military report. They didn't want twelve old men walking around. So what happened? And when the spies come back, when we go and attack Yericho, they'll be at the leader at, you know, at the leading front of the army, so that they could say, "This is the place to go. Take this street. Don't take that street." Right? They'll give military advice to the people. It's information that we need and it turns out that's what we always do it can't be this vechein asa od moshatsmo shnem ba yishlach moshel la galat yazer vechein be yoshua ben nun when they went back and and conquered yeru in fact they did send two spies va alkein hayato beinei moshe why says the ramban ki hakatuv lo yismokh becho ma asav this is a massive idea in the ramban it's not that Raman doesn't believe in miracles. He believes that HaKadosh Baruch Hu doesn't want to do miracles, or he believes in miracles as a last, as a, a last resort. We have to do what we nowadays call Hishtadlut or Hishtadlus. We have to work hard. We have to do everything we can. Okay, it could be that afterwards HaKadosh Baruch Hu will come along and help us out if he has to. But it's our obligation. And so says the Rahman, the idea of sending spies makes complete sense. And that's not the sin. That can't be the sin. A, because it's information we need, and B, because later on we sent spies all the time, and Akash Barahu never got upset about it. So, what's going on? Okay, we'll work out a whole thing based on the advice of the spies. So, now what's happening? So, we'll skip a bunch, and now it says the Kimosha. Right? One of the great ideas the Raman has is Moshe Rabbeinu, it was a psychological idea. The people are a little nervous. Let's send spies. Let them bring back fruit. Let them show everybody. It's an amazing place. This is going to be fantastic. Now, as a general thing in the Ramban, the Ramban wrote his parish in Spain. But then, as we all know, the last two years of his life, he came to Eretz Yisrael. And from Eretz Yisrael, he sent back emendations to his parish al Torah. The thing is, before computers, how do you do it? Nothing was amended. Everything was just added. Okay, so two people, Yossi Ofer and somebody else from the Michlala here, wrote a sefer in which they showed there's not just 15 additions to the Ramban, there are hundreds, okay, this is one of them, it's just interesting and it makes complete sense, says the Ramban, Now the Ramban is here, he says, that's all, turns out, Egypt, Israel, they're, they're really close to each other, why does it matter? Literally it touches on Mitzrayim as we have in modern day borders, it must be that if you lived in Egypt, as we just did for 210 years, you'd heard stuff about Eretz Israel. You knew it's your neighboring country. You knew all about it. So they must have known. So then why would they do it? Says says Raman exactly what I'm saying. They're not really there to check out the land. Of course, we're going to go into the land. Of course, we're going to conquer the land of who promised us the land. They're there to see what's the better direction to attack from, what's the better military strategy to do. But they lived in Mitzrayim all these years. They knew what Eretz Yisrael was, and they knew it was a great land. Now, the Raman has another idea, which he also wrote later on. Let's say they were, you know, suffering terribly and they're slaves and they don't know anything. In that case, Moshe Rabbeinu sends people to come back and report about what a wonderful land it is. It's true, you lived in Egypt all these years, you didn't know anything because you were working hard in Avodat parak. But don't worry, it's fantastic. Here's the fruit, here's the things that we saw, everything is great. Okay, so those are two additional ideas for the Ramban's theory that there was nothing wrong with the idea of sending Miraglam, nothing at all. Okay, where's the sin? Almost there. Next thing to know, says the Ramban, is if I'm right that there's nothing wrong with any of this, I don't think Moshe Rabbeinu ever went to Akaris to ask for permission to spend the, to send the spies. Okay, but that's not what the psukim say. Our psukim say, "What's going on?" So the run is an amazing idea. Avaltam tam shalach lecha ki hiskimu li shalach meraglim v'haya b'min Hag she yishlchu bet anashim meraglim cheresh leimard. You send two, you know, anonymous spies, and they go and they they come back. V'hashem hayodeh atidot. Tzivohu sheyishlach ish ishachar mikol matot Yisrael v'shayihiyu hanisiyim shebohem Why? Ki chifetz Hashem sheyuh shavim kol ha-gdolim ulai yizkiru el Hashem This reminds an amazing thing. I want to emphasize this. HaKadosh Baruch Hu knows the future. Now, what does that mean? So we have, and it's true, HaKadosh Baruch Hu has told us that he's not going to mix in. We have Bechir Okay, But what happens when you come to HaKadosh Baruch Hu and you tell him, I'm going to do this thing, and he knows it's going to be terrible, and it's going to be a disaster. Says the Ramban, he cheats. Not black and white cheating, but he cheats. So you came and you said, let's send spies. And you meant, let's send two 24-year-old Mossadnikim with no names, and they'll do it. They'll come back and report. But HaKadosh Baruch Hu says to himself, I see the future. I know it's going to happen. Instead of that, why don't we send 12 Nisim, 12 great people? Maybe if we send great people and they come back, the result will be different. The result wasn't different. And it's like, you feel like within the Ramban, Kashbah who's struggling with this because he sees, he sees it's bad. He sees Bnei Israel are going to sin. And he wants to prevent it. On the other hand, he's told us he's not going to prevent it because we have Bechir Achavshas. It's as if I, you know, call him and I told him, Here's a sin I'm planning to commit tonight. Can I do it? So, of course, he doesn't want you to do it. On the other hand, he doesn't want to take away your Bakhirachafshis. So the Ramban says the parsha was written as if it was God's idea. Ha-Kadosh Baruch Hu is taking responsibility for the whole thing. In Dvarim, Moshe it tells us what really happened. But here, Hakarish Hu is taking responsibility. He's saying, let's not send two kids. Let's send, you know, Nancy Pelosi and the rest of, you know, let's send 80-year-old people in suits, you know, that walk around. They'll be like a delegation. They won't be real spies, but they'll come back and maybe, maybe, maybe there's a chance that Israel will buy it and nothing will nothing will go wrong. In the end, of course, everything went wrong. They came back and and it was a disaster. But you see here, Hakadosh Baruch Hu, you know, struggling with bechira chavshes versus divine foreknowledge. And you know, to work that out, is in many, many places, the Ramban struggles with this issue. And I think this is one. He doesn't say it's outright, but his point here is we have to be careful how Kaddish Baruch is trying to fix it, but he's not really trying to fix it because it's against the rules. Okay. Um, so that's where we are. So right now, let's say, the way we've set it up is, these two stories are different in Devarim and, uh, and in Shlach, and they're different for a reason. The idea of sending Miraglim, fine, fine with Moshe, probably fine with Akadish Hu, except that he knows the future, right? So let's try to change it from what you want, which is two real spies, to what I want, says Akadish Hu, which is people who are responsible, people who will take responsibility for their actions, people who will talk regular, right? All the things we see later on. Again, it doesn't help, but that's the plan. Now. Um okay let let's leave that for the first Ramban. We we've set up what it is, and now the question that the Ramban is going to turn to is what was the sin? Now obviously we know the sin was that they they misreported, but did they really misreport? On the one hand, we understand that they reported exactly what they saw. So where's the sin? So the Ramban, if you if you have a Khumish and you go to Puzzle Khabzin. The puzzle says, zavat udvashi Let's read in the Chumash for a second, if I could find it quickly. Okay, says the and here we come to it. FS ki However, we also saw some scary things. It's a great land, but we also saw some scary things. They live in fortified cities. They're giants. Now let's go back to the Ramban. says the Ramban. It's great. All those things are true. We brought you back fruit. It's good. That's exactly what Moshe said. Bring back fruit. So they did. At this point, the Miragam have done nothing wrong. So far, the Ramban finds no problem in the behavior of the muraglim. So, what's the sin? Says the Ramban. Aval risham fs. Says the Ramban. You want to find a word that's wrong. Fs. Why is fs the the word? So fs means you know sort of nevertheless, but the word but fs really means there's zero chance. FS is an editorial. Until now, they responded on the facts. They did nothing wrong. When they start editorializing, says the Ramban, this is when they get into trouble, and this is when we get into trouble. Aval Bimilat FS. mo'ra al Davar FS Min Ha'adam. It's like they said, here's all the facts, it's all good. There's zero chance. There's no way we could conquer these people. That's their sin. It's impossible. Right? The Ramana's examples where the word "fs" means there's no chance. There's simply no chance that we can possibly conquer these people. That's the sin. And they continue. Right? There's no direction from which we can attack them. There's no successful strategy. We have no chance. Now, they say it, but they don't say it. So, So they sort of tell B'nai Yisrael, it's bad. They say there's zero chance, but they don't really say everything. Why? Right? One of the great things about the Ramban is he doesn't just explain. I think he closes his eyes and he imagines. And you have Moshe and Aaron, all class. The Miraglim are intimidated. They're not going to say everything they have to say. So they, they present it in sort of a subtle way. They answer all the questions except for this last one. Are there a lot or a little? Eretz says the Ramban there's the scene that the Torah describes and there's a scene that the Torah doesn't describe, there's all of us together reporting in front of Moshe and Aaron where there's an element of fear of Moshe and Aaron, right, imagine the Meravim come back, they don't want to go to Eretz Yisrael, they're terrified by what they saw but they don't want to stand in front of Moshe and Aaron and say there's zero chance so they answer the questions, or most of them, and then they say this puzzle efes ki which is wrong to say, but it's still not what they really think. They don't say eretz ochel et They don't say it's a complete disaster. Why not? Because they're scared. But Kalev hears this, and then you have vayas kalev et "vizet vizetam vayas kalev. Ki shatakotam va'amar ki We could do it. You're right; they're giants. But we can conquer them. Then, when when Kalev challenges them, so they respond and say, "No, there's no chance." I feel okay, even if they didn't live in in, in fortified cities, we had no chance, and we'll just do one more Ramban, and then we'll stop. Now the Ramban, his greatness is, the Ramban imagines the things that the Torah doesn't describe. The Torah described what it described, but now the Ramban says, the big meeting breaks up. Everybody goes back to their tents. Zulati she'am chazak. originally they said it's a great land, but the people are very strong. Vikalev Haya Omaki Yachonu Khan no no, we could do it. Hayuha Am Poshim. Right? The people they were wavering. Umehem bothimbiko chamgvu'atam. Some some people, maybe most people, said, no, we'll do it. Umehem bezrata shambagibohrim. Right? God will help us. These are the people who left Mitzrayim. They know God. Azhotiu Lohem Dibab if Neatsmam. So then the Miraglim really went to town. Not in front of Moshe, not in front of Aaron. But in their tents at night, they walked around and they said, it's much worse than we said before. Right? They, they said terrible things. Ad Till they turned everybody against Moshe and Aaron. I dib'al ha'aretz they saw these giants then again the miraglim are coming back they are terrified They've seen things that other people haven't seen, and they would like binay Israel to give up the journey. There's no chance. So as often happens with us, right, there's the original conversation in which you present the facts truthfully. The facts are the facts. Then you stick in an, ed- an editorial comment, but really we have no chance. It's not the worst thing in the world, but we have no chance. But the people don't really buy into that. You see they're still wavering. And Kalev gets up and says, no, we have a great chance. And then you answer him and say, no, we have no chance. But you're still sort of, you know, within the limits of reason. You're still standing in front of Moshe and Aaron. But then you go back at night and people are in their tents and Moshe and Aaron aren't there. And then, you know, boom. Then you lower the hammer. And then, as often happens in our lives, you start making stuff up. Right? It's not just that the facts are, you know, you the facts weren't enough to convince the people. So you start saying more. And the Ramban has a great diuk in the language between a motzi diba and a mevi I'll just read this last thing. Um, vida. motzi motsi huksil. He's a liar. Ashe yo Aval hamagid emet yikram mevi diba. Says the Ramban, I've seen these words in the Torah before. If they're mevi diba, it means they're saying something true, even if it's negative. If they're motzi diba, which is what the Torah says here, it means they're making it up. And so, in the end, the Ramban is concerned not by if we had to put it all together. The answer is there's nothing wrong with sending miraglim. the 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 sin was not in the plan the sin was in the execution. The sin was on the Moraglim side that they were so terrified that they made things up. But let's be honest, the sin was also on our side, on Klal Yisrael, who believed them. I often ask, unrelated to the Ramban, but it, you know, I often ask, like, what would I have done? right? If I was in the Midbar and the Moraglim came back and gave me this report, you know, I worry that I would have been one of the people who said, okay, let's not go. And again, it's not, let's not go. It's, let's go back to Egypt and be slaves. This isn't, you know, something that would just be incredible to imagine. But that was their fear. And so again, the synthesis between our parsha and Devarim is in trying to put the two together. Devarim is clearly how Moshe saw it, and it's really how it happened, which is, it was an idea that came from Kal Yisrael. Our parsha doesn't say it that way, because HaKadosh Baruch Hu Kiviyachol, took ownership of the idea, and it says... HaKadosh Baruch Hu asked for Miraglim because asking for Miraglim is fine and is what we should do and getting military insights and getting ideas for how to fight is not just what we should do, it's what we did when we came to Eretz Yisrael. Sending, sl- sending Miraglim is a good idea but HaKadosh Baruch Hu wanted to save us. Again, th- that y- the feeling of HaKadosh Baruch Hu being limited by our Bechir but being unlimited by the fact that He's God and that He wants it to work out. And so he changes it from two nameless slaves, uh, spies, to all the named ones who he trusts, who he hopes. It doesn't work out. It's it's to our disaster. I'll just raise, before I end, the idea is could it have been otherwise, right? If we believe Chazal in a hundred different places that the door Yotzei Mitzrayim could not be the door Ba'i Haaretz because they needed to grow and they need to become self-confident, maybe it had to be this way. Maybe our tried, but only half-heartedly, because he knew in his heart that the people who had been slaves for 210 years did not have the independence and did not have the self-confidence to come in to conquer the land and to run their own lives. Okay, yashkach to everybody. Hope this was helpful, and see you next week. Shabbat Shalom.